What's up, Playlisters? Brian from Playlist Wars here. Just want to let you know that while this show is on hiatus, both Gomez and I have separate shows that are part of the Playlist Wars extended universe, if you will. Gomez has the Sleevy G Show, which you can find at SleevyGPodcasts.com. And I have a new show entitled My Weekly Mixtape, which you can find over at MyWeeklyMixtape.com. Both shows are also available on all podcast platforms just by searching Sleevy G Show or My Weekly Mixtape. And Playlist Wars will be back soon. Thank you guys so much for your continued support of the show. Hey, this is John Laurie of Tantric, and you're listening to Playlist Wars. Let the battle begin. Welcome to Playlist Wars. I'm part of the dynamic duo. My name is Gomez, and I have my partner in crime, Brian Colburn, with a true special guest tonight, Matt James from Blacktop Mojo. What's going on, everybody? What's up? What's up? What's up, man? Matt, thank you so much for joining us, man. This is an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, Glad to be here, bro. I know you were on with our friends at The Itch recently, so we appreciate you coming on. And tonight, we're going to battle out your... 2021 self-titled album blacktop mojo this is going to be a lot of fun oh yeah so first before we get into it i'd love to ask the album came out in 2021 so it's got about six months under its belt so far how's the reception been to the album when you're playing it out live and to the reception to the new songs kind of based across the entire blacktop mojo catalog i think it's definitely been our best received album so far Live, especially, um, these songs are super fun to play. It might have something to do with everybody being trapped in their houses uh, before we got to go out and play it for them because everybody was kind of raring to go and raring to get back to live music and stuff. So um, really playing them anything, they were just jazzed up about it. You know what I mean? Awesome. Well, before we get down to business, if the listeners out there would like to support Playlist Wars, please consider becoming a Patreon member. Just head over to patreon.com slash Playlist Wars and select the tier that works best for you. Like I said at the open tonight, our topic is Blacktop Mojo's 2021 self-titled release, and we've each individually created a playlist with our top four favorite songs from the album, which tonight we'll be labeling side A through side D. Like our full-length episodes, none of our picks have been shared between the three of us prior to now. Throughout the episode, we'll each reveal our side A's through side D's one by one, crafting what we each feel is the perfect Blacktop Mojo playlist. After the episode, we turn it over to you, the Playlister family, to vote at PlaylistWarsPodcast.com to decide once and for all which one of us got it right. And if you simply can't decide which one of us you want to vote for while you're visiting the site, you can also listen to each one of our playlists, just in case you want to quote unquote hear where we're coming from with our choices. Matt, why don't you lead things off with your side A? My side A is obviously we picked Wicked Woman to be the first song of the album. It just comes out swinging. It's a great, really upbeat track. We've actually been opening up our live shows with it as well. It's just a really fun song to do. It's kind of a Halloween slasher horror movie feel of a song, and uh, it's a good time. That's an awesome pick, Matt, because why I opened up with Wicked Woman myself, too. Hell yeah, dude. I love the entrance. I love the woman speaking. It's like it has that slasher movie feel. 
if I was watching the original Scream movie, I wish this song was on there because that would have been perfect for an entrance. You know what I mean? I'm a big movie guy and I see that, you know what I mean? So for me, it's it's a real awesome, awesome, awesome kick-ass song to open up. And it's one of my favorites too, actually. Awesome, man. Hell yeah. Well, Gomez, we have a rarity tonight on Playlist Wars because very rarely do we align on a single song. <laughs> and on this show, we call that a bingo. And tonight, wow, we have a bingo to open up the night. Look, I'm a sucker for a powerful album opener. And you guys nailed it with Wicked Woman. To me, the song has this Black Sabbath meets Southern rock vibe. And Matt, your vocals just friggin' soar on the track. It grabs your attention and doesn't let go for four minutes and three seconds of nonstop intensity. I couldn't think of a better song on this album to kick the album off with. So why would I kick off my playlist any different than with my side A, track one from the album, Wicked Woman, plus the video is absolutely fantastic and quite hilarious, to be honest with you. Some of the cut-in scenes in the middle. Matt, I'd love to know a little bit more about the making of the video and working with Dustin Dow on it and how you guys kind of created that story within a song for the video. I'm a fan of horror movies, and I mean, whether they're good or bad or, or whatever, it's always kind of a fun journey to watch a bunch of teenagers get cut up, I guess. <laughs> um, and yeah, so we just kind of had this campy, um, we like to have a good time. We try not to take ourselves too seriously. We released Tail Lights as our first single, and uh, it was more like a kind of a serious look to a video, more just a serious performance video. So we wanted to kind of have fun with Wicked Woman. And uh, our bass player's girlfriend, Desiree Dulce, agreed to play the Wicked Woman in the video. And we hooked up with some people that we know from Jacksonville, Texas, who own River Run Off-Road ATV Park. And that's where we shot everything. They let us stay out there all night and screw around. And there was a lot of beer drink. And um, we watched the sun come up for two days straight and got it all shot, man. That's so awesome. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. I love it. And kicking things off with a bingo. I love it. Matt, why don't we go back to you now for your side B, the second song you're picking off the album. The second song I'm going to pick is Darling, I Won't Tell. So the way that the album sort of flows is it comes out swinging with Wicked Woman. It's got that Tundee, kind of follows it up. Got some more heavy heavy stuff in the beginning, and then it kind of switches to this three song where the songs are more acoustically driven. And Darling, I Won't Tell is one of those songs. It's actually the third of a... Uh, I'm not smart enough to write a whole concept album, but those three songs, uh, Jealousy, the little interlude, Make Believe in between that, and Darling, I Won't Tell, we're all supposed to kind of be a, a concept within the album so yeah that's a long-winded explanation but darling i won't tell is definitely my second pick that's a great pick it actually didn't make my list but it's a great pick though this whole album was very hard to choose i will say that <laughs> unfortunately it didn't make my list either but i'm just gonna say matt i want to put a pin in what you said just a moment ago because i am going to be talking about that later but i, I want to sure. kind of save the suspense gomez let's get back to you for your track too where are you going with, brother? So my track to it, actually, he mentioned was Jealousy. Oh, so pull the pin out, I guess. <laughs> there you go. I guess I'll pull your pin out. So yeah. I actually love this song. I love the way that the opening is so, like, as I say, nice and smooth. And it just goes into this awesome rock song. For me, it was just awesome, electrifying. Just was great, great song written. You know what I mean? And I loved every second of it. 
Thanks, brother. Well, Gomez, I'm going to agree with that because that's my side C. I absolutely love this song. The acoustic introduction to it, to me, is stunning. It's, dare I use the word beautiful, but the opening is just so gorgeously written. And then it goes into this straight-ahead kick-ass rock song. It's like, to me, it's a perfect blend of melodic intensity. If those two words could be put together, that's what I feel jealousy is. And I know there's not a music video for the song, and sadly, I haven't seen you on this touring cycle, but from the research I've done, I see the song hasn't been played out much live yet. Not yet. <laughs> Keyword is yet, because to me, that song might become a massive hit from this album. So I'm hedging my bets early, putting it on as my side C. But now hearing that it's part of kind of a trilogy of songs in when I listen back to the album, I'm going to be listening to those three because I know the acoustic interlude in the middle kind of bridges those two. So I think that's actually fascinating. And it's kind of interesting that you picked the one end of it and Gomez and I picked the other from the listener side. So I kind of love that. There you go. All right. So now we're on to my side B and I'm going to go to probably the most infectious song on the album. To me, I carved my musical path in the mid to late eighties. And that was the era where vocal harmonies in hard rock songs became really prevalent during kind of the, dare I use the word hairband era, but also in the early 80s, a lot of effort was put in the vocal harmonies. And track three, Rewind, to me has this fresh and modern feel on what I grew up with listening to, which was 80s hard rock music. And to me, this song also has my absolute favorite lyrics on the album. Fight back tears as the tape plays. It comes unwound and goes in and out of phase. The stereo screaming and the song doesn't sound the same anymore. Rewind the track to the way back before we knew the words. I friggin I get goosebumps when I hear that. So first question I have for you, Matt, did it make your list? And then second question, if it didn't, I'd love to know the story behind where your inspiration was for this song. Um, it didn't make my list, but it is a fun song. It's definitely got a tempo that we haven't typically used in the past before. So it's a, it's a cool change up for this album. The inspiration is from basically like that moment when you're in a relationship with somebody and it's just about to end and you're kind of trying to savor that very last moment of being in that relationship, you know, before it ends and just kind of uh, being nostalgic for all the good stuff that happened. That's kind of where those lyrics come from. Rewind the track the way back before we knew the words. You know, you always wish that you could go back to the beginning of that relationship where, you know, everything was new and exciting and fun. And uh, you're just trying to savor that last last few moments. You know, It's just like a, a metaphor. You know, the tape's all messed up. Most of the time, it, the tape gets messed up because you've played it too many times. You know what I'm saying? And you're just, uh, you got to rip it out of the stereo eventually. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and the video, once again, you worked with Dustin Dow, who did the Wicked Woman video. And this video yeah. even reminded me of an homage to the eighties performance slash backstage antic videos. Was that kind of what you guys were going for? Was that the direction you went to take it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we all, I grew up listening to what my parents listened to and they were, they graduated high school in 1985. So, I mean, I, I grew up listening to, to Van Halen and Aerosmith and my mom loved hair metal, you know, the Bon Jovi, the twisted sister, the scorpions, the Cinderella, the, 
all that stuff. So, I mean, that's all ingrained in, in some of our music, I'm sure, just from hearing it. Awesome. Well, here we are. We've got the first half of this mini playlist already built. Before we flip it over to the second half, Matt, I want to pause to ask you about one of your older songs, if it's okay. Sure. I am a massive, massive sucker for cover songs. I talk about them in every single episode of Playlist Wars, and tonight is no different because on your 2017 album, Burn the Ships, I was absolutely blown away by your rendition of Aerosmith's Dream On. And I would love to know your mindset in tackling such a massive song in the history of rock music, kind of what the band's approach was to try to put your own original stamp on it while still maintaining the integrity of the original. Because for those people that are listening that are not musicians, that's not an easy feat to be able to put your stamp on something that is so intertwined in everyone's musical DNA from hearing it so much. And I think you guys just knocked it out of the park. So I'd love to know the kind of the story behind that. Basically, we had just started our YouTube channel and we had just started covering songs and we had a buddy come up and we're like, you guys should try covering Aerosmith's Dream On or whatever. And uh, we were like, hell no, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> but it kind of stuck around, you know, he kind of kept after us. And eventually we just were like, screw it. We'll just go in and we'll give it a shot. And if it sucks real bad, then nobody's really got to hear it. And uh, we went in for a couple of days and messed around with it and uh, played it back for like our friends and family and stuff people that we trust were like hey does this does this suck or is this okay and uh nobody said that it sucked so we we put it up on youtube and just it kind of took on a life of its own after that it got caught in the algorithm and passed around and it was pretty cool awesome nice nice yeah, yeah. well if this is the point of the show now we're going to flip it over and hear the second half my side c is already taken because we had said before i picked jealousy so matt i'd love to hear what your side c is my side C is going to be Stratus Melancholia. That's my side C. It was a really grungy song. I'm a huge Alice in Chains Soundgarden. Yeah. We all have different musical tastes and stuff, but we all definitely come together on a common ground with your heavier 90s, 90s music. And uh, that's one that I feel like has, has those kind of influences all over it. And uh, it's, it's a song that we wrote just purely out of a jam one day. It was really, uh, it was originally called cloudy day bullshit and that's what we called it <laughs> for the longest time because we just couldn't think of a title for it and it was just one of those shitty days outside and we all were getting together to rehearse and write and stuff and it just sort of came out of everybody you know and we had the song written in probably 10 or 15 minutes and it was wow yeah damn one guy started playing something another guy started playing something and then the words just kind of popped into my brain and few minutes later we had a song so that's going to be my side c for sure that's uh truly another a great pick uh did not make my list i went with another song of yours and the hardest part gomez is having to look the musician in the eye and try to explain <laughs> yes, why yes. it didn't make your list <laughs> yes hey all good all good oh i have one song left and i'll be honest if we were to have it because we usually do at the end of the night an honorable mention song this was it but I went with a different song to close my playlist out. And unfortunately this, but I am such a huge Alice in Chains fan because that was when I started coming into my musical kind of my own persona in the nineties, sure. I was in high school and facelift and jar of flies and dirt. 
those to me were seminal albums. And when people yeah. talk about the greatest grunge bands, I almost get offended when they don't include Alice in Chains in that mix, because to me, they were just on a different level. Absolutely. All right, Gomez, we're back to you for side C. So side C, I went with Hold Me Down. It just has this awesome Southern rock feel to it. And I thought it was a kick-ass song. Like I said, it's an incredible album. But I one of my favorites is Hold Me Down. Thanks, man. Matt, did that make your playlist? It did make my list. That'll probably be my honorable mention. Um, but yeah, that song's just about the ladies that we leave behind. You know, we're we're all in either married or like in pretty committed relationships. <laughs> so it's about leaving behind the person that you love every time we have to leave and go out on tour and on the road mm -hmm. or where wherever we have to go. And yeah, man, it's always hard to leave the people that you love. It's hard to leave yeah. your family behind. And it's important to have that person to hold you down, so to speak, and mm -hmm. and in more ways than one, you know, and uh, support you and whatever you're doing when you're going out on tour or going out yeah. for for business or going out to do your job, you know. Yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely. Yeah. I know, I know that feeling very well too. Yeah. Well, sadly, Gomez, I only have one song left and that that's not it either. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. Honestly, I like when there's these playlisted albums, believe it or not, are harder than it sounds because we're only doing albums we truly like. Because it's funny because in the 90s, sometimes you'd buy a CD and there'd be one or two good songs on it and you'd be struggling to pick four songs that you like. But the only albums that we're putting into this kind of sub-series of Playlist Wars are albums that we would struggle with. And this is one of them. So I, I, yeah. I love that kind of these playlists are all over the place, except so far for the first song. So Matt, we're on to side D now. What are you closing with? I've got to close the taillights, man. That's, that's one of my favorite tracks on the record. We wrote it. Well, while we were in Nashville recording and tracking, we actually didn't go into the studio with that. We wrote it while we were out there. We were out there for two weeks, I think staying in the house, our buddy, Alex Smith, He's in a band called American Merit. He's from Palestine, Texas as well. And he came out and visited us for a few days. He actually helped write a few of the songs on the album. He's a phenomenal songwriter, phenomenal musician. You guys should go check them out. They're called American Merit. But yeah, he flew out to Nashville for a few days. He was hanging out with us. And uh, this was inspired by a fight with uh, somebody back home. And I had the original riff in my phone and I had forgotten about it. And I, I was waking up every morning and going to the, the Nashville YMCA and kind of starting the day off, you know, getting the blood pumping and, and trying to get in a good headspace for the day. And just randomly popped up on my phone, that this track of this like haunting little, you know, slide guitar thing that our producer had sent us. And when I was in the shower, I had the phone set up on the soap dish and I, it, it just played over and over. And I like kind of wrote a hook and I went upstairs to the rest of the guys and uh, was like, dude, check this out. What do you guys think about this? And they're like, man, we got to, we got to record that. So it was, it, it's kind of cool. It's one of them songs that like came together kind of by magic. You know, when you leave your house sometimes and, and go off somewhere to record an album, then you're kind of just in this creative zone and you're kind of away from everything and you don't have any distractions. And that's one of those songs that just came about that way. So. Man, I wish I had that song as my closer. Um, I, it was in and out. I went with another song for my closer. I truly love it, but I did not pick it. Brian? Ah, uh, well, Gomez. I just saw your face. That's because you killed a bingo, dude. You killed our <laughs> second bingo that I, I closed with it too. <laughs> okay. I'm a sucker for blues rock. Dare I say this is the bluesiest song on the album? I mean that in the most complimentative way, but this is, to me, feels like the bluesiest song. For sure. 
And Ryan Kiefer's guitar solo gives me goosebumps every time I hear it. It's perfect. Like he found the way to play that emotive blues along with the intensity that's needed for Blacktop Mojo's sound. So to blend the two together, I think he really nailed it on this one. And it's just perfect. And look, along with a powerful album opening statement, bands need to close an album with the same kind of authority. And to me, that's taillights. So everything you said about the song, Matt, I concur. I think it's amazing. And I'd like to know, as I mentioned, bookending an album. Did you guys go into this album with the sequence in mind, or did that come together while you were in the studio? I think we knew Wicked Woman was going to start it off, but I don't think we knew any of the other sequencing other than the three in the middle that I mentioned before with the Jealousy Doll, and I always wanted those kind of to be together. But for the most part, we recorded the whole album and then kind of put everything where it was going to be sequenced after the fact. So like everybody in the band kind of got a vote. Our manager, we kind of trust his ear. It's nice to have an outside perspective on things. And it's also hard to, you know, we, we recorded, I think, I want to say 15 songs for the album. And, you know, you, you got to cut a few of them for time and things like that. You know, you got to fit all the songs on the vinyl. And uh, mm-hmm. so you only got a certain certain amount of time that you're dealing with, too. So, yeah, everybody got a vote after we recorded everything. Well, I'll, I'll say this, whoever won the vote within the band's ranks did a great job because the sequencing on this album to me is perfect. Well, thanks, bro. Except for my track, D. <laughs> well, no, we get to talk about one more song on the album now. So I'd like to hear what you closed it with. I ended up closing it, Do It For The Money. Nice. I love it. It's just a solid opening to this song with the harmonizing in the beginning of the song. And then it just goes into this, Again, kick-ass guitar and drums, man. And the voice, Matt, it's just unreal. And I'll tell you, the question is, what would you do for money? (laughs) I've done a couple of dumb things in my life. (laughs) You never, never, never. And Brian was there for one of them. I'll I'll, I'll give a great little short story before I continue. We went to Hooters one night. Me, our buddy Dom, and everything. I don't like hot spice on my wings. So there was a $20 bet to drink their 911 sauce. At that point, you know, you're 22, young, dumb. For 20 bucks, you're going to do anything pretty much for 20 bucks. Absolutely. So what did I do is I shotted it, took the 20. Man, 15 minutes later, I wasn't feeling good. I had to run to the bathroom. We saw but- his eyes after he did it. He's like, that wasn't so bad. It'll get you afterwards. It's a slow burn. Yes, <laughs> that's what happened. 15 minutes later, I'm like, oh, God, I'm dying. But it, again, it's just a really great song. It's like. The opening line, how much for your soul? Is it for sale to anyone? I really appreciate this song a lot because it kind of reminds me of my younger years a little bit, like how much would I go for? You know what I mean? On some things. And you know what? Yeah. Sometimes there's no price on love, friendship, or anything that I've learned in my life after I don't know, some 42 years now being on this earth. So, you know, I really appreciate this song. So this is why I chose this as my track to do it for the money. I love this song, dude. Unfortunately, obviously, it didn't make my playlist because it's closed. But this is one that I am seeing is in the live rotation. So obviously, other people are resonating with it a lot. Matt, obviously, it didn't make your playlist either. But I'd love to hear more about this one as well. Definitely an honorable mention. This, This song was cool because it's one of the songs that has the 
McCreary sisters doing the background vocals. Mm -hmm. For those of you guys that don't know, they're on a whole lot of records that you've probably heard before. If a band that you like has recorded in Nashville, they're probably the ones that have done the soulful background vocals on that record. You know what I mean? They're really awesome to work with. It was cool to watch them work. They knocked it out and like, I think they had three songs and they would come in and just be like, okay, I'm hitting this one. You're hitting this harmony right here. And it was super cool to watch them work. So um, this is one of my songs that they start out the song, you know, they yeah. yeah. So that's super cool. It's definitely one of my favorites too. If we had a fifth track, that would be definitely my fifth track. Awesome. Well, now's the time for us to go through our playlists one by one so everyone can hear each of our Blacktop Mojo playlists in their entirety. So, Matt, as our esteemed guest, why don't we start with you? I got Wicked Woman at number one, Darling I Won't Tell at number two, Stratus Melancholia at number three, and Tail Lights at number four. Gomez? Side A, Wicked Woman. Side B, Jealousy. Side C, Hold Me Down. Side D, Do It For The Money. All right, and I had... Side A, Wicked Woman. Side B, Rewind. Side C, Jealousy. Closing it out with Side D, Taillights. Three different playlists during a playlist and album episode, but we did have one trifecta and a bingo at that with Wicked Woman. All right, playlisters, head over to PlaylistWarsPodcast.com, visit the playlist and album Blacktop Mojo page, and vote for which one of the three of us you think got it right. Now, Matt, we're diving headfirst into 2022 right now, and the band is hitting the year full steam ahead, if you would say. You guys have already started the year by releasing a new single, which was recorded during the self-titled sessions called Strike Me. And that also features the McCrary sisters like you were just talking about on background sure. vocals. Could you tell us a little more about that one? Yeah, Strike Me was one of the songs that actually got cut from the album, um, got voted out, but everybody kind of felt pretty strongly about it that it could stand alone as a single and luckily we're we're still independent we're not on a record label or anything like that so we can put out music whenever we want and uh we thought hell let's kick this year off with a with a brand new song and brand new single and we had that one ready to go all right anything else maybe a little tease of what we could expect throughout the rest of this year um we have another cover song coming out very soon Ooh. That's all I'm going to say about it right now. Yeah. Oh, God. You're wetting my appetite here. I'm a big sucker for covers, oh, yeah. man. You definitely won't have to wait very long. It's coming soon. All right. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah. <laughs> and then any big touring plans for this year? Yeah, man. Uh, we'll be out uh, starting March 10th in uh, Little Rock, Arkansas, and then touring all over the Midwest and uh, North South Dakota throughout the month of March. And we'll be home in April. I'm actually going to be a new dad. Congratulations. I'm having a son in April, so I'll be home. We'll all be grounded for that month. And then uh, uh, we're going back out in May with Buck Cherry. Uh, those dates haven't been announced yet, but uh, uh, they'll be out soon. So keep an eye out on blacktopmodo.com for tickets and all that. And then our drummer's having a baby in June. So there's babies and rock and roll all year, <laughs> man. It's going to be going to be a crazy year. Well, as a father of two, as well as Gomez being a yep. father of two, I think I speak on behalf of both of us when I say congratulations to both of you Definitely. guys. Parenthood is the most amazing thing in the world. So congratulations to both of you guys. 
Thank you very much, man. And on top of that, thank you so, so much for joining us tonight, man. It's been an absolute pleasure, and we look forward to seeing you guys when you make it through New Jersey. We're going to have to catch up in person. Hell yeah, man. Thank you for having me. Hopefully I didn't get too long-winded on anything. (laughs) uh, Oh, no. I appreciate you guys. Well, again, Matt, thank you for joining us. It was really an honor to see you and talk to you tonight. It was really awesome. Brian, my partner in crime, thank you again for what you do for this show. And to the playlisters, thank you so much to everybody. And we're going to see you next time when a new battle takes place on Playlist Wars. Good night, everybody. You can find Playlist Wars on Facebook and Twitter at Playlist Wars, on Instagram at Playlist Wars Podcast, on email at playlistwars at gmail.com or via voicemail at 201-644-6498. That's 201-644-6498. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave a five-star review and be sure to tell a friend or multiple friends about the show. Until next time, thanks for listening.